and welcome to the Coach's Plan Podcast, a podcast for coaches by coaches brought to you in part by the NCCP and the Coaching Association of Canada. I am your host, Colin Daigle. Yes, for once, I am the host and I am with my lovely co-host, Ashley. How are you? Colin, you're sitting in the big seat today. I love it. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It's kind of amazing. I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the big chair today. Um, we've got a pretty cool uh, topic coming up for us. I'll let you take it. I'm yeah. going to try not to backseat drive this podcast. Well, you can. It's okay. <laughs> so today we'll be talking about the Aboriginal coaching module. With that, we're going to have Klein, a facilitator for Coach NB and the ACM that's going to call us, and we're going to have a great conversation with him. So we're going to talk to Klein about what the Aboriginal coaching module is, why it's important for coaches who are Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal to be taking this um, and how it can help your coaching plan. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know, but the ACM is vi- is really for everyone. And uh, I'm sure we're going to find this out while we talk with Klein today. So today we're joined by Klein Gideon, who is a uh, facilitator with uh, Coach NB to deliver the ACM. Klein, how's, how's going? Uh, uh, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's It's been a pretty busy year so far. Yeah. with In all terms of, of the ACMs, yeah. I've done almost uh, about four of them right now. Nice. In and terms of organization, getting them. Yeah, and we got a couple more coming up too. Yes, we do. So, yeah, and I, I've uh, actually I have not unpacked my vehicle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last ACM, I guess all my toys and uh, gadgets that I do my ACM with are still in a vehicle in a trunk and cool. ready to go on a next notice. Perfect. All right, so I got a qu- couple questions going for you. Uh, so first of all, why does it? Why is it important to have the ACM? Well, the, the importance of the ACM is just that so that we can have coaches who recognize that on their team they have uh, First Nations participants. And that's one of the most important things because we wanted our First Nations athletes to have trained coaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we discovered uh, both at a national level and provincial local level is that uh, some of our coaches weren't fully aware of the situations that are they find their athletes within. And... Um, the ACM is designed to kind of help uh, make aware the situations that uh, these athletes come from all the First Nations community, primarily, especially for coaches who are non-Native, who are sometimes volunteered to be part of coaches mm-hmm. so, in First Nations communities. Yeah. So my next question is actually like a two-part question. So what can the ACM bring to coaches, so non-Indigenous coaches and to Indigenous coaches? The ACM actually can bring awareness as to um, what exactly the, the our kids are going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we go to, because most of our athletes they play local local uh, pick pickup games, uh, but with the ACM we are actually connected right across the country nationally, uh, and what it does for coaches is make them aware that listen, there is actually trained. Uh, coaches throughout First Nations community that are actually part of the NCCP. One thing I've noticed with the ACMs is that a lot of our coaches who do attend aren't aware that there's actually trained First Nations coaches, mm-hmm. and that awareness helps them network with other coaches so that they can become better coaches for other athletes. Yeah, there's a lot of people that actually don't know that the ACM is not only for Indigenous people, but... Um... What can the ACM bring to Indigenous communities specifically? Uh, it can actually, um, what I've noticed is even within communities themselves, 
they're not aware of the number of people who are interested in helping out be, mm. becoming coaches. Okay. That's one of the first things I've noticed is that we have a, a group of individuals who are interested and are willing, but just are, we're not aware that there are coaching opportunities within communities. Yeah. So uh, refresh my memory. There's three module during the ACM. Okay. The three modules are the um, racism, community health, and um, holistic approach. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, try it again. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So uh, one of the big ones, because I've done an ACM with you, I took my initial ACM with you, and I've seen a couple since I started my training. Um, one of the big ones, the big hitters, is the, the racism one. Yes, the racism one actually is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. uh, because especially uh, among amongst the non-Native coaches, uh, that's perhaps one of the most dramatic of all uh, sections that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um and I always warn uh, at the beginning of the ACMs that I do that racism is one of the most uh, thought-provoking. It could be, uh, uh, it could really hit you, hit a person individually at a personal level. Uh, and I make note to our, my participants that uh, what we say is confidential uh, and it stays in the room because sometimes it can get very, very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple ACMs where we had a very heated discussions, but it turned out to be very professional in the end. Yeah, because uh, I am I am uh, partly Aboriginal, so it's very amazing for me to see a lot of the culture and a lot of stuff. And because I did not grow on a res, there's a lot of the racism that I've never experienced. And the couple times I got to see an ACM or participate in ACM, it opened up my eyes a lot to the different realities that uh, Indigenous people do have. The feedback we're getting uh, in our forms that we give our participants at the end of each uh, session is uh, noted that racism is probably one of the most uh, eye-opening portion of the whole program and uh, wonderful feedback, positive feedback uh, that we've received. And that's probably one of the most comments, both positive and some, there's a few negatives, but overall the comments that is probably the most dramatic and most wonderful part of the ACM that, that they go through. And the third module, how does that go? Uh, community health and well-being. Uh, we look at uh, the uh, what it's actually like in First Nations community um, to see what what are the positives and negatives. What does um, what First Nations have within their community in terms of uh, structure, uh, facilities, ball fields. Uh, we see um, and what we try and get to do is open up their eyes and see how much. Um, things they can, that their athletes have that they can work with in the community. And also realizing that one of the biggest things is that they can also, if they don't have facilities, uh, we look at how they can actually um, join in with surrounding communities who do have facilities that they'd be able to use theirs. Um, once I've, I've been doing this over like 12, 15 years, and one thing, biggest things I've noticed is um, the support, that outside communities have been given over the last five to seven years. And also, uh, one of the biggest things I've noticed, too, is First Nations communities within themselves are actually having more facilities than ever before. Wonderful soccer fields, wonderful ball fields. Their hockey 
the, the rinks that they're, they're, uh, they're building up. Uh, never before have I seen many First Nations themselves having the facilities for their athletes to develop. And, and one of the biggest things is the, uh, the support that the coaches in, within First Nations are getting from the band councils, from the elders, and just from and general community members. It's wonderful to see that uh, the sports uh, and culture are very strongly linked, and that link is being shared throughout the community and getting that support from within First Nations community. Klein, that's awesome to hear. I like. I'm a big believer that support that sport is a um, is a very like deep part of the fabric of oh, every single yeah. culture yep. on on earth. Yes. Uh, and that's absolutely incredible to see that, um, especially like these local communities and programs are are receiving the support they need because it's so often that so many sport clubs don't get the support they need and don't get the facilities they're after. Uh, what kind of changes have you seen in the communities over the last 15, 20 years? since you've seen these new facilities and uh, and more support being added in? I think one of the biggest things I've seen is um, we're getting a stronger support base of coaches than ever before. Uh, before, we've never had... Uh, one of the biggest things is that the coaches are actually seeing a path to their coaching development, and that's one of the biggest things I've seen. They're like, you mean, I can do this? I can go here? I can... Uh, it's no longer just a little uh, coaching industry. They're actually just a path that they can develop their coaching skills. And it's wonderful to see individuals. They just, they leave knowing, wow, that there's actually training for First Nations coaching or coaches throughout supporting First Nations community. That's the biggest thing. We're getting more and more certified coaches to coach our young first nations athletes and that's wonderful to see that's so cool it's amazing yeah. um and that kind of yeah. is a, it's a nice little transition and i had a question about um the north american indigenous games um have you have you had a chance mm. to coach at nag uh no i have not i i but i am i will be participating this year cool as a uh, coach manager awesome uh for the u19 basketball so i will be there in halifax uh, next summer Cool. Awesome. Um, yes. Can you explain to the, our listeners a little bit what is NAG? The That's North my, American my next Indigenous <laughs> Games are games that uh, that is throughout Turtle Island, and Turtle Island is essentially North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do is we get together in a friendly athletic competition this, uh, and and culture uh, every I believe it's every uh, every two years. And to see how uh, fun competition. Uh, NAG is uh, what it is. It is shared between two countries, Canada and U.S. We try and flip them every every time so that the United States will get one and Canada will get the games every other year. So, uh, And it's a wonderful way to get our uh, First Nations athletes aware that there's more than just local community sports activities. The NAG is an amazing, wonderful event for athletes, and I believe that it lets them make aware that there's there's more to sport than just a pickup game. That's so cool. Yeah, and, I, and I, it, I have the possibility of going uh, in Halifax next year too, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing, but I'm very excited to go. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be it's wonderful, yeah. amazing. Colin's just going to walk in with a life changing event for for everyone involved. Oh, absolutely. 
was going to say, Colin's going to walk in with a, uh, a a Coach's Plan podcast sticker on his shirt and say, I'm, I've got the media pass. Let me <laughs> Absolutely. <in." laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. uh, and Neg is huge from what I understand. Like it's three, t- I, I, I've oh, heard yeah. it's like three times as big as Canada games. Yeah, it's huge. It really is huge. Right across North America. Uh, we haven't had the, uh, uh, the competition is top notch really is. And that, that's what really awakens, awakens our athletes in the terms of how just amazing sport is and what it does to our First Nations athletes. And that's so cool, especially for them, not only to experience sport at a higher level, like a competition at a higher level, but also to get that multi, uh, multi-games multi experience mm-hmm. yeah. is, is so important because you, yeah, you get to meet other people from other other um, parts of, of North yeah. America and, and really just to yeah. see how far wide and widespread uh, everyone's love for soccer is yeah. or for archery or for yeah. whole variety. They realize how... They they certainly realize how big the Turtle Island truly is, and it's a wonderful experience for everybody. That's very cool. Uh, help me out real quick. Is it like the Canada Games where you have to qualify to go? The criteria is not as strict in terms of the Canada Games, but yes, each province, they actually have uh, camps to identify their athletes okay. that they have for potential. Yes, so it's we make sure uh, that we try and get the best we can from the coaches that we have in our contact base for each province. So it is, it's a pretty serious competition. Uh, you're there for your particular sport and you have been, a, if you are going to nag as an athlete, you have been identified by your coaches in your province that you are one of the best uh, in your province, in your sport. And uh, you're there to represent your province. That's nice. Really cool. So, so that's why it's pretty high caliber. Very high caliber. Surprisingly high caliber. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and then here's just a side question, Klein. I'm not sure if you uh, are have the answer to this one or not. But um, uh, have you also participated with the Indian Summer Games? Is that a newer event, or am I my off base? Oh no. Well, actually, yes. The Indian Summer Games. I've been involved with the Indian Summer Games for last. Ever since it began. About okay, what, yeah, this isn't a new. I, for some reason, I thought this was a new event, but I am completely wrong on that. Tell me about the Indian uh, no. Summer Games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been actually. Uh, I've been coaching the Indian Summer Games. Uh, I coached soccer uh, for the lo- my local community at Fairfield River Bar. I coached the uh, soccer games. I've done pretty well, and uh, I've coached also the uh, the basketball. But the Indian Summer Games is uh, what the province of the Brunswick First Nations communities. Mm-hmm have uh, come together and had a fun um, fun sporting activity for the, uh, the full, full week. We try our best to use as many traditional games we have within our First Nations community and have a wonderful, wonderful time. Yeah, we, And as coaches, we keep an eye out on one of the higher athletes, and we kind of uh, sort of like an ID camp too. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it's meant to be more fun, enjoyable for all levels of athletes. It's not as uh, competitive per se, um, amongst the athletes, but it's the Indian Summer Games in the Brunswick have been a wonderful event to actually introduce uh, the step below going or entering into a NAG 
as they develop into into long term of athletic development. Yeah, last year with Coach NB, my first year with them, uh, I got the chance to go, and it was amazing. Like the the kids love it. The athletes are great. Like it was a really good week. It was a wonderful week, and uh, yeah, uh, the uh, it's some, some one of the more eye opening events <laughs> during the I wouldn't say an event, but the Junior Indian Summer Games is. As how sometimes the parents take it a little bit more seriously <laughs> than the athletes. Yeah, that happens. That's I think this is at every I've event learned. ever. <laughs> Kids are having a wonderful time, but the parents, even at that level, are pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Very heavy. Klein, yeah. you and I could talk yeah. about this for days, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I had a quick question for you. So you, you mentioned you've been coaching with the Indian Summer Games for, for quite a number of years. Um, and then yep. you had mentioned as well that uh, coaches more than ever are seeing a pathway for themselves into sport and, and to see that they can actually go somewhere with it and do some really cool stuff. Um, how did you get into coaching? And and uh, what was your steps into it? Great question, Ashley. Yeah, there you go. It's like I almost host a podcast yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I've been, uh, I've been coaching on and off for almost 18, 19, 20 years. I started off as a, as a, as a teacher and as a teacher in, in school, you're a young fella, you're trying to impress everybody. And by, by doing so, I, uh, by, I went into coaching and I started coaching. Uh, oof. uh, my first coaching experience was with actually the uh, women's volleyball, high school volleyball. I've I coached that for over, uh, gosh, almost eight years straight. Uh, and then from there, I, from coaching, I went to uh, middle school basketball, of course, and middle school soccer, and uh, all those. Uh, and from there, uh, of course, Union Summer Games helped develop that. Then I was asked to uh, coach, uh, help with the, the sport activity, and that's how I got into soccer. They got into basketball. Uh, then into volleyball. So it's been uh, it's been quite an um, a uh, wonderful uh, uh, experience. And also, uh, in working with Coach NB, I actually uh, got on the other side of coaching in terms of the theoretical, theoretical part of actual sport. So that came me. Uh, um, what I what I enjoy about working with Coach NB is the, the theoretical aspect of all the training involved. So I had the practical experience and the theoretical experience, and uh, putting it all together, it's a I can see how this is going to benefit uh, the coaching. That's cool. And because of what I've learned and and how what I've experienced, I want to share that with all the First Nations coaching coaches that uh, we can possibly catch and help train. That's awesome. You're you're like one of those coaching nerds, like I am. I always love saying that when I when I was going through my coaching levels. Um, Getting my courses done, they would be like Friday Friday afternoons after work or school or Saturday mornings or weekend courses, and I Absolutely. and I and I like it would be like ten o'clock on a Friday night. I'm like, what do you mean the course is done? I want to keep talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> uh, in the old in the old system, there we did the level one, two, three, four, five. I remember doing my level three training on an Easter weekend. Oof. Oh wow! Friday to Sunday, so that went to level one, two, three. So I remember that. Uh, and Leo Hayes there, the, the whole Easter weekend, just, yeah, mm. it was. New Brunswick coaches, was, I promise you, I'll do my best to never schedule a course on an <laughs> Easter weekend. <laughs> yeah, that was, that would be much appreciated by many participants. But uh, yeah, that level, yeah. your level three, yeah, that was, it was, it was wonderful. A lot of work, an incredible amount of work, but it was a wonderful, incredible experience. That's very cool. <laughs> and then did you have, um, did you have like a mentor that got you into 
into coaching or was it just kind of like, I want to, I want to prove myself at this school and I'm a new teacher and I'm going to do this cool thing. Or did you have someone kind of be like, Hey, you should try coaching. Well, well, that's the thing. Throughout middle school and high school, I was, again, I actually I forgot about that part, but yeah, middle and high school, I was very active in sport. And, uh, in fact, I was actually, my initial sport was basketball in middle school. Uh, uh, I did that all my middle school, did a very good, a wonderful job. But there was actually, when I got into high school, I was not, uh, I was not, I did not, uh, get accepted to play high school basketball, but a wonderful coach named uh, Dr. Kyle, uh, he coached high school volleyball and he was looking for players and he saw my, uh, abilities in basketball would kind of translate into, uh, the volleyball game. And uh, from there, I guess he was primarily my mentor, who uh, who um, who was there as as a wonderful coach. We weren't the most successful volleyball team in high school. In fact, I don't ever call, recall winning a game. <laughs> but he was there. So we're here to for us. We're here to have a wonderful time, and sport is wonderful. And uh, it, that type of dedication that he gave to us as athletes. Um, that really inspired me to say, wow, that's like, uh, he just did it on his own. He was a doctor. He had his own practice to deal with, but he was there for us. And then for and Dr. Clown was the one who actually made me think how wonderful, how dedicated, how professional coaches are and are needed, uh, for, for us as, uh, as young athletes. Very nice. That, that made me tear up a little bit. That was lovely. It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking like uh, I have to get up at five in the morning because uh, my high school was in Camelton. I live in Listigich. Mm. I have to walk 45 to, uh, minute to an hour just to get to practice Oof. for Oof. for uh, seven o'clock. That's dedication Oof. right there. I did that for four years. Wow. Straight. Oh my God. I mean, that's good cardio. It's yeah. good training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was apt the cardio. I was warmed up and ready to go. Yeah. That's probably always pretty decent. That's always. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. yeah, but Dr. Tyon, he really was, uh, uh, I guess, if I were to have a mentor in coaching, he was the one. He was wonderful. That's very cool. Love that. I love hearing I love hearing stories about people's mentors. I think it's, you, you everyone has such a unique but also similar story yeah. in, yeah. Uh, in yeah. how they, and how they interact with them and all yeah. the rest of it. Well, but. those stories just put back faith into humanity, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just shows, I think, uh, coaches are people, they have a life, they have a family, but they're willing to take time to take other people, other, other people's kids and train them to be a better person. Yeah. Uh, and that's what inspired me about coaching, about being a coach, about trying, getting more coaches trained. Uh, but you got to understand when we do an ACM, these, these individuals are, here on the weekend, taking their weekend away, yeah. their day, uh, one day of the weekend, dedicating their time. And uh, what's, uh, that's inspiring. And the fact that one thing about my ACMs is some of them, most of my ACMs, it's, they don't want to leave. Yeah. The discussions are amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, there's just this, uh, the bonding that occurs throughout the day and the, uh, the conversations are incredible. And it just, sometimes you, we have to stop ourselves uh, otherwise, we'd be going there all evening. Yeah. But they, they're their true uh, heroes. 
they're dedicate coaches dedicate their time they dedicate their uh, you know away from families and uh, that's uh i that's something i want to help develop it's be part of that type of culture yeah that's one of the things that's appealing about the acm is you're not just in a classroom and the teacher talks uh, at you for like hours and hours it's a conversation and you do activities and you're running around the classroom and it's it's great <laughs> It really is, and the participation, uh, it's like, it's there, especially when it's, uh, one thing I've discovered doing ACMs is when we have non-native coaches, mm-hmm. uh, it turns out to be uh, a little bit extra special uh, in terms of what occurs throughout the day because they're not truly, truly aware of what First Nations athletes go through. Uh, in most cases, the um, uh, it's you're preaching to choir if you're talking to all non all native coaches. Mm-hmm. But non native coaches really opens their eyes into what uh, our athletes, our native athletes, even our native coaches, go through to uh, be where they are. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin, I think you have one more question on on your list here. I had a couple more. Do okay. Want, oh, you yeah. Want, do you want me to cut it short? And no, just ask no. Go go for both of them. All right. Well, we, we started talking about the ACM again, and I'm just going to bring it right back uh, a bit a little bit to the to racism and everything. But do you think the ACM, as it stands right now, is a, a the right a step in the right direction to help about like stop all the stereotypes and the racism and all that stuff? It, it is a, is a definitely a start of uh, the conversation. Racism is uh, one thing I've discovered is something that does not and will not ever go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we do need is our coach to be aware that it does happen. It is occurring. And I think one of the most important things of the ACM is how we help our coaches, what uh, train them what to do when you, in, what you, when you experience a racism event. There's a process that we do. It's a six-step process where... Yeah you actually can learn from the event and make sure you share it so that it does not happen again. Yeah. Um, like I can remember racism the racism is not is not is, and it's not something that's ever going to go away and it's important that our coaches uh uh positively react in a way that uh will learn and uh diminish its effect on our athletes yeah like i remember the uh, the examples we look we look at during the class they're real life examples that have happened and often the coaches don't even think about possibilities like that they say oh that's not usually how it is but then you see like different possibilities and it's a really great yep. way to know to learn what to do with those situations and uh, we and i tell my participants that uh, i i only at the after we've done the the process I tell them these are actually real life events. Yeah. These are real scenarios that occur throughout the country. Yeah. And it really hits them like, whoa, like really, yes. So uh, we, we make sure that they're aware after the process that they've gone through scenarios that mm-hmm. these actually have occurred throughout the country. Yeah, absolutely. Ashley, do you have something to add with about that? Because I'm, I'm changing the subject no, after. No, go for it. All right. Yep. So, Klein, this is kind of a big question, but I want your uh, want to know what you have to say about this. All right? Okay. Okay. What is your advice for indigenous coaches or athletes that want to do something great, but not just in their community? They want to branch out and do something somewhere far from their community or near or just all around in the province, in the country, stuff like that. I would tell coaches to be contact with their provincial or territorial organizations, get in contact with them 
and ask them because uh, they have all kinds of information that uh, they can help develop and share with the local coaches. Uh, I think it's very important that uh, they get a hold of uh, of their pro- uh, provincial leads. They can contact them to local coaches, uh, mentors, uh, and I think it's very important that uh, just ask. One of the biggest questions, is, um, especially amongst our First Nations coaches, is they're just not aware of the amazing opportunities that are there mm-hmm. and of the people who are willing to help them become a lot better in their coaching. And what would you say to, they, a- it, to athletes? Uh, to the athletes, get out. First thing, just get out and play and have a great time. Enjoy whatever sport you do. And then slowly, you, from just from starting, you can start connecting and connecting with coaches, asking about more organized sports. Uh, and uh, a lot of those athletes are not aware of the Indian Summer Games, not aware of NAG. Uh, I would tell the athletes to become aware of the opportunities to help them develop as an athlete. Uh, the opportunities are there. They just, and I think that's one of the biggest things for communities is let, also letting them know that here are opportunities that we can develop our athletes. We're wonderful athletes. Uh, we just need to make sure that message gets out there, that there's a, that there's opportunities for them to be actually uh, professionally trained, uh, become stronger and better. Great, yeah. Ashley, anything else before my last question? No, I've been waiting for this last question. All right, so Klein, we talk, we talk the about big one. Yeah, we well, talk, no, you, no, we, no, we've no. already given you the hard ones. No, this, that, this one's a nice little easy wrap up. Yeah, it's just a little nice Sounds wrap great. up. Yeah, so. We talk about the ACM, we talk about all its content, we talk about all that good stuff. But how do you prepare for an ACM? Uh, someone that's going to take an ACM, what can you come in knowing or what what to expect? What can you do to be prepared for an ACM? Um, when you come to an ACM, become, be, uh, come with an open mind. Uh, be prepared to be honest be open uh not not to be afraid when you purpose of these acms is to kind of try and get the awareness out there and the best way of of getting that awareness is being honest and open and don't be afraid uh one of the biggest things i've learned is uh don't be afraid to ask questions especially to a, a native person one of the biggest things about acms is like we have people are they're not they're just don't want to say nothing. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to offend a First Nations person. Uh, they because they don't want to. I, I said something wrong. I did I did the wrong protocol. I did. We, what we want is no. Ask us. We yeah. want we want to help you. That, that's why <laughs> uh, the ACM help. is there. Yeah. 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 Uh, when as when you're your new coach, um, just be there. Be open and. And don't be afraid to ask. You can't. We're, as First Nations people, we're not going to be offended if you ask us questions. We really aren't. But uh, so just come, have fun, relax, and it's going to be a pretty fun time. Yeah, it is the perfect place to ask questions, really. Yep. Yeah. It's safe. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, as Native people, we're pretty funny people. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, some clarity is always ensuing. So, uh, yeah, just just be there. Uh, like any coach, uh if you're there, 
guess what? Our athletes will follow you. Exactly. Glenn, I want to go take the ACM again. I this is <laughs> this is great. This is a good pep talk. Uh, well, we uh, we updated the ACM a new module and new adjustments, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty nice. So yeah. it's uh, well, if you, you have if you took it like five ten years ago, it doesn't hurt to uh, try to new update. It's actually uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I was going to say for any coaches who are out there being like, okay, you guys have sold me enough. I'm ready to go. Let's let's do this course. Uh, you're free to contact us at info at coachnb.ca. Uh, and we can help you get registered for a course and, and help you find one that's happening near you. Um, we want as many yeah, people in this as possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also Google doesn't hurt coach NB. And from there yeah. it opens your window to amazing opportunity. Yeah. That's even, coach, so. even on Facebook or right there. I love this. Yeah. I didn't even have to write, tell him to say that. <laughs> he just plugged that on his own. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Klein, thank you so much for being with us. This was a great conversation. I'm sure people are going to enjoy what you had to say and everything. Ashley, do you have anything to add? No, I was just going to say I certainly enjoyed what, what you had to say. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time out of the out of your evening for us. Um, yep. And uh, keep up the good work that you're doing. No, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for the opportunity. Uh, without you guys, uh, you help get our message out there. And uh, that's the support we need uh, so that uh, we can all benefit uh as coaches, as athletes, parents, and community. Thank you guys very much, too. Happy to do it. All right, so a big thank you today to uh, Klein Gideon for for calling in, one of the coach developers with uh, the NCCP and Coach NB uh, for the Aboriginal Coaching Module. Um, Colin, thank you for sitting in the big chair today. You did a great job. Thank you for letting me sit in the big chair. What do you mean letting you? You're ready for it. It's your chair, too. Um, and a big thank you to Kodiak FM again for letting us have the big chair. <laughs> I, the, the big chair is always my favorite day. Um, and aside from that, get to practice. Nice. Thank you. <laughs>